Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation on this week's episode, episode number 31. I'm Aaron Gerke and Kevin Bender are engaging in a conversation about the Holy Spirit and how the Spirit of God is living and at work in this world. You ever wondered about what the Spirit does or uh, how, to, how to get in touch with the Spirit? Well, I think this podcast is for you. So give it a listen and we hope you enjoy it. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Aaron. Well, it's good to see you today yeah. and to see our listeners, even though we can't see you. We feel you. We can feel your presence. That's right. Just like we can feel the presence of the Spirit. Whew. Whoa, quick transition. I know, we're, we're getting right at it. Oh, we must have not? a lot to say We today. must have a lot to say. Um, yeah, you, you preached on the Spirit of God, mm. the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 2. Right, where Paul's talking about the Spirit of God that gives us wisdom and understanding to mm. know the mind of God and to understand Jesus, right? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I was I was doing a lot of thinking about this as well because I, I I did our like home huddle devotion thing and um, a video during communion and you're preaching and I think in our in our talking about this, you know, there's a lot you can say about the Holy Spirit. Um, even though it, I think for a lot, of, a lot of Christian people don't say a lot about the Holy Spirit or don't know what to think about the Holy Spirit. It yeah. kind of feels, I don't know, it feels weird sometimes to talk about the Spirit or to try to understand it. So I don't, I don't know what was, what was your wrestling uh, with that like and, and kind of coming up with the, uh, Sermon preparation. Yeah, so I mean that was definitely you know uh, uh, it was fun. I like sermon preparation. I like to, to, to get to dive in and, and learn a lot. But yeah, I it pretty quickly realized one we don't really talk about the Holy Spirit a whole lot. You know, in our tradition, I would say, yeah. um, or just maybe not as, as as much as certain traditions. You know, Christian traditions. But there's a lot that the Spirit is up to yeah. and doing in Scripture, like. Uh, Paul, you know, Paul, he, he uses that word spirit, I think, 149 times. Is that right? In his 13 letters. In the Greek, he's always using the word, that word, panoima. Yep, right? yep. Yeah. I or, didn't mention that one on Sunday. Yeah. I, uh, he used the I, Hebrew word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ruach. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that word spirit, um, yeah, he uses it a ton of times. And then, I mean, if you just, if you're using Bible Gateway, you know, uh, doing a word search and type in spirit, you can get a lot of entries. Hmm. So, yeah, but so the Spirit's moving and working and doing all sorts of stuff. Um, but it also just kind of seemed like in the nature of the Spirit to not really, he's not like a self-promoting kind of guy. Uh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah, he's at, he's at work. He's, uh, you know, I mean, in the Old Testament, he's helping Joseph interpret Pharaoh's dreams. Hmm. That's the Spirit. Yeah. He's helping a guy named Beletzalel decorate and design the tabernacle. Uh, you know, gives him the, the, the skill to do that. Uh, he's obviously speaking through the prophets and stuff. But uh, but it's not like the Spirit's ever shown up and being like, hey, guys, it's uh, me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whereas Jesus was kind of like, hey, guys. It's me. It's me. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And that's where, that's where I think we just, we have a hard time, I think, in, in some ways. And I think hopefully this podcast will help, but in some ways... We have a hard time relating to the spirit because it seems mm. 
I, I think that feels like just kind of a like an idea sort of um, sort of mystical like not not real or tangible yeah. when we're talking about the father I think we understand what a father is and how God the father is God the father and mm. God the son is Jesus Christ as a human we obviously relate to because he's human and lived and ate and died and rose like yeah. we kind of get that but in the spirit we're like is that, what is that like a like a ghost or something like I mean yeah. sometimes they even call it the, whole, the Holy Ghost you know right so um, yeah I mean just you do a quick I mean can you do a quick rundown on the, like scripturally like how what did what does the spirit do when the when the I mean the spirit is always everywhere ever present but yeah. when when the spirit's being revealed in the scriptures what is the spirit doing yeah, yeah so um, I'm going to take a momentary pause to think about that it's a big question well so uh, there's kind of like in my understanding of the spirit um, some big ones right creation that's kind of the first He's there at creation. Yeah, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting, you know, like um, sometimes we think of just the Father in creation. It's really all three, yeah. right? The creation through Jesus yeah. and all things made through him. The Spirit's there hovering over the waters. Um, so, yeah, so, so the Spirit's active in creation. Uh, the Spirit in Scripture anoints people for, for purposes, for tasks. Mm. So, um, you know, like the Spirit of God filled the judges, for instance. Uh, rushed upon uh, the judges uh, in, in the Old Testament. And so they, you know, kind of empowered them to do their service. Um, and same with, like, Joseph and Bledsoe, all these guys yeah. I mentioned earlier, you know, like the Spirit empowered them, um, you know, was working through, I guess, their creativity, their creation, their yeah. role in society. Um, but then, you know, in the New Testament, really I think what we see is the Spirit's work in, in recreation, mm. right? So the new creation... So it's kind of in sync with what it, you know, creation, something the Spirit's already been involved in, but um, recreation, what we, what we mean by that is, you know, God's got this vision of humanity, mm. what he wants humanity to be, and we're fallen from that, you know, Genesis 3, but, um, but God wants to reshape us into his image, and he does so uh, by his Spirit, mm. working in God's Word and his sacraments, um, but, like, I don't want to be too, I don't want to confine the spirit too much either, you know? Like, yeah. And this is what was so, you know, to me what stuck out and what I, you know, became a part of the sermon, if you were there to hear it, was just this idea of, like, the same word as breath and, and wind. Yeah, yeah. And that idea, you know, like, that's everywhere. Right. There's no life outside of that, you right. know? No one, no one, I mean, I guess you could avoid the wind if you had, like, a bubble boy. Uh, yeah. You know? But breath, right? And then you still got breath. Yeah, exactly. Even the plants have to breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And I love the, you know, I mean, in the Psalms, they talk about, like, the all the creation praising God yeah. and kind of dancing and singing. And, like, it's really fun to watch the trees do that, yeah. you know? Or today, you know, to yeah. see uh, snow, well, snow dancing in the yeah. wind. Yeah. Maybe there's snow dancing in the wind for you if you're watching. Maybe it's just uh, branches dancing yeah. in the wind. But um, when I think, but let me just pause right there because yeah, I please. think... I've found that, that that connection, this understanding that, you know, these biblical words for, for spirit, panoima in the Greek, mm-hmm. like, like, new, like, you know, like pneumonia, P-N-E-U-M-A, um, mm-hmm. uh, the lungs, breath, right? This, um, and, and ruach in the Hebrew, that, that these words mean, mean breath, means that the spirit gives is, is life. This is what you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. without the Spirit's presence, there is no life. But also, 
um, wind, like thinking of thinking of the like, I don't know if I, where I heard it said, but like you can't you can't see the wind, but you can see the effects of the wind. I think it's the, just the very same with the spirit too. Like you, maybe you can't see the spirit, but you see the effects of the spirit. Right. So when we talk about like it's it it it's sometimes hard to relate to the spirit because we understand the father understand the son but the spirit i think if you can think of it in that realm Mm -hmm. it becomes a the spirit becomes more accessible yeah yeah it's not this weird mystical idea that you have to do some sort of seance to come like get in touch like it's not that it's like what does the wind what does the wind do well it it blows and it moves and mm. like I mean it's it's powerful. Yeah. Like even you just think about even uh, I mean even even like the slightest amount of what seems like wind. Um, I mean you've seen like the giant like turbine like oh, wi- windmill. Yeah, those big fans. Yeah, those big things like in Illinois. Don't cool. they have those by where you grew up? Heck yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it only takes like. A little bit of wind to get those things spinning because there's like so much actually a lot of force like mm. even if the breeze is gentle it's so much like yeah, collectively yeah. so I don't know like I just think about that and like mm. what is the Spirit of God doing in this creation mm. I mean you alluded mm. to it in um, in the sermon and I don't you didn't allude you quote directly quoted uh, Martin Luther oh, yeah. and his explanation to the third article of the Apostles' Creed in the small catechism. Uh, the third article of the Apostles' Creed is, I believe, in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the fellowship of, uh, of believers, and life everlasting. I skipped some. The resurrection of the dead. I had the Nicene going in my head, so I was all off in the <laughs> I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. That's it. Uh, what does this mean? I believe, Martin Luther says, what does this mean? I believe that I cannot... I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. Right. But the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. calls me by the gospel, enlightens me with his gift, sanctifies me, and keeps me in this truth. So, And those, I mean, even right there, gosh, as I quoted it, I thought, there's some big words in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's, so he calls, he calls. So right. like um, th- those people who are, who, who are far away from mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's knocking on their door. Yeah, yep. All the time. I um, I believe I, I even heard like C.S. Lewis one time even talked about um, like those who reject Jesus have to do a lot of hard work to, you have, like have to make a conscious choice to reject him because he's like always there. there like, yeah, sure. Calling, knocking. Uh-huh. So then the Holy Spirit gathers us together as the church. Mm-hmm. He enlightens us. I mean, that's what Paul's talking about in 1 Corinthians 2, like right. giving us this wisdom and, and understanding of the mind of God in, in, in who Jesus Christ is and, and sanctifies us. That means makes us holy, sets us apart, right. gives us gifts. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, but as I, you know, as I think about that, like the wind moving, the spirit moving, calling us and gathering us, like... Mm-hmm. The Spirit of God is on the move mm-hmm. um, in our lives as individuals, but also in the world. Right. In the world. Like, just always moving, trying to bring people back to Jesus. Um, you know, it's interesting, as you were preaching on Sunday, 
I was sitting in the congregation of St. Paul Lutheran Church in Ontonagon. And did you know that it's actually, it's not St. Paul's Lutheran? Uh, it's actually St. Paul Lutheran. I did, I did so not So I don't know why they got rid of the apostrophe S, but they're like, this is Jesus. This church belongs to Jesus. Yes. Not so, um, anyways, so I was at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Ontonagon, our partner congregation, uh, worshiping with them and uh, for their confirmation service. There were five confirmation students, and just to be back face to face with them, I hadn't been down there since kind of uh, before COVID. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was really it was really interesting because. In Ontonagon at, at this partner church, and some of you listening, you, you attended that church regularly. That's your home congregation. Uh, but, but when we started this partnership, they put up a large TV in the front of the church. And our, our service starts a half hour earlier at St. Peter and Paul. So by the time we're done with the sermon uh, here in Houghton, it's recorded and lives on an online server. And then in Ontonagon, they pick up that recording because the service starts a half hour later. By the time in their service where a sermon would land, we're done and then they press play and it plays on a TV, but they do everything else with lay leadership and their own music and stuff. So I got to participate and experience that whole thing. And as you're preaching about this reality that we are all all collectively mm. uh, for and, and by this one spirit, it was this real reminder to me of like this this partnership of of, of churches like like the like these two congregations, but even um, more so churches in general. How we can partner together and network with one another. Uh, that's a that's an incredible uniting by the mm. spirit and. I'm really passionate about that kind of stuff, and uh, so is our, our congregation, and so is St. Paul Lutheran. And it's just really cool to watch that Spirit of God moving uh, like crazy. And I just have to pause. I'm super distracted as I look out the window as we talk about <laughs> the incredible power of, yeah. uh, of, of the Spirit. It's like an absolute whiteout outside of snow and yesterday it was beautiful and 60 degrees so yeah right, anyways right yeah the the spirit is moving all kinds of weather through our world right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and, and you say that and it's like that's exactly how they would have said it in the olden days right uh, the spirit that they literally would have used that you know in hebrew ruach they uh, would use that same word to talk about the weather yeah because that's that was their word for uh, wind you know wind, or yeah. yeah yeah you know if we're talking about wind anyway well, Which it's is funny. kind of interesting that we have a different one, but go ahead. Well, yeah, just a little sidetrack. On, on my way uh, to work today, my three-year-old daughter, she, well, she's almost four, uh, Phoebe, I, I bring her to preschool here at our, at our church on Mondays, and we were driving here, because yesterday she was out riding, riding her bike you know, in short sleeve shirt and stuff, and today she was bundled up and freezing, and she said, so it's, well, so now it's winter. Oh. I think tomorrow the snow is going to be up to my knees and we can go sledding. And I was like, I don't think so, kiddo. Like I said, this is just sort of like, a, you know, it's not like it's spring, but... Relapse. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I, so I had this whole idea on my way to work here this morning about like seasons and how mm. 
like in in life we get in these seasons of you know well now is a season of summer and I get used to summer and I take off my summer clothes and mm. I understand what summer's supposed to be like you know um, and then winter and I can do winter but it's in this in between stuff where you go what's spring now winter and boom 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 but in reality I, I was thinking that's kind of how life is yeah you know it's like. Uh-huh. A lot of times we think we have these kind of consistent seasons of life, but then all of a sudden we're thrown into, whoa, now there's a pandemic, now there's racial injustice, now there's a heated, you know, political election, and now there's whatever, and throw in another thing, and it's like, boom, 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 and how do you, how do you, you know, find any level of peace or contentment or stability in any of that? Right. And I, I would say look to the spirit of the living God, mm-hmm. you know, as the spirit who is ever present, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I guess you... and bringing us back to Jesus. Because you get what? You get like flowers in spring and you get nice leaves in fall and you get snow in winter, but you get wind in all the seasons. There you go. Right? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Anyways, I don't know. There's probably more to say there, but that was that was my short little theological insight driving in my car with my three-year-old this morning. So. <laughs> um, but, but back to this whole idea of kind of partnership and, and networking and, mm-hmm. and this reality that we share in this same spirit of God. Yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you, what do you think about that, Kevin? Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I think it's interesting, one, to even think on your own life, like, who are the the relationships you know you have, the people you've met, or are, are still kind of involved in your life, and to see that as the you know the spirits, you know, kind of moving and breathing and, and, and pushing you, you know, it's like I don't know, you kind of choose your friends in some sense, and yeah. you kind of choose the people you get to know, but in a lot of ways you don't. Yeah, you know, life's kind of mysterious that way. Yeah, I mean, well, even, in the world, what would the world say? It's it's coincidence. You know? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, how many coincidences out there? Are actually, spirit activity. Yeah. You know. But yeah, I mean, um, earlier today, I was talking to uh, a guy over at uh, the Life Outreach Center, and uh, Mark. Uh, he's kind of the director there, and um, they were talking about how they wanted to do. You know, they were thinking of like doing advertisement because they're trying to. They're trying to let people know what's going on at their center, right? And I was calling him, uh, you know, I initiated the conversation with him because I was trying to get information on what they are doing there so that I can share it, you know, with our congregation. So it's like, that's exactly what he's looking for. And here it's happening. Neither of us know that, but we're being blown, you know, together. We're, uh, yeah, we're, I don't know, moved into the same place. And like, by what? You know, by what? And I think that's, yeah, these partnerships, this idea that like, there's a spirit moving and working, ordaining, anointing <laughs> times and events and, and, and relationships to happen. Um, but I, the, I think the key here, and this is maybe what you're trying to draw out too, is that it's it's one spirit. Right. Right. It's God's spirit doing all yeah. this. Um, so it's not, uh, you know, this isn't like the church at large and all our different house churches, you know. Yeah we're not all individuated entities. Right. We're not just out for our own selves. Right. I mean, it, it's really cool to think that we're actually 
connected right you know to the folks in Antonagon there you know right to the folks in Africa who are <laughs> worshiping on a Sunday you know yeah uh, this the same Jesus yeah um, yeah and we'll be getting together uh, this this week as well we we've, we've started um, kind of a, a local gathering of, of pastors mm-hmm. uh, um, just to, to get together once a month and pray for one another and encourage one another and that sort of stuff and so there's there there's there's just always this movement of the spirit and I think I think you you know it's the spirit of the living God at work mm-hmm. when people are being drawn together in unity mm-hmm. and ultimately unity because of the cross of Jesus Christ so the spirit ultimately, um, I mean, and this is what Paul is talking about in First Corinthians two. It's it's basically that the Spirit gives us an understanding of who Jesus is. Right. So, so ultimately, the Spirit the Spirit calls us and gathers us and brings us back to Jesus, who ultimately also reconciles us to the Father, mm. so that we are kind of in that unity with God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you know? So um, so if, if, if you're ever sensing like some sort of movement in your life that's dividing you from people or causing angst or frustration or division, that's not the spirit of the living God. Sure. And I think this is where Paul also talks about like testing the spirits. Yeah, John actually. Oh, John. Yeah, is it John? First John 4, I Right. Think. Okay, there you go. Yep. But yeah, test the spirits and we have to be thoughtful about that. Yeah, I mean, what does that I mean, what does that mean in your reading of of, of John's word there? What does what does he mean to test the spirit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, and gosh, I don't know the context of that verse that just came up in my uh, as I was looking for areas, you know, that were talking about the spirit. So, I didn't I haven't I'm not sure what's going on in First John 4, but um, you know, uh, to connect it back to Paul, Paul recognizes that not only is there God's spirit, but there's also, like, we all have a spirit. I mean, this is what he uses in his, um, you know, illusion. How, how can you know the thoughts of God except, right. in, except by the spirit? How do we know, you know, I don't know what you're thinking right now, Aaron. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Elephants. Yeah. yeah. So my dad was. You did. You did. That's crazy. He would incept the ideas, you know. <laughs> Oh, you, you are thinking about that. But, <laughs> but yeah, you know, so like, um, so we each have our own individual, you know, human ruachs. Like mm. we each have our own spirits um, and our own minds. Um, and so, you know, someone might come to you and they might say, hey, you should really get involved in this and be a part of this and do this and this and this. And so, I mean, it's kind of him and his spirit, really, right? Um, his mind sharing with you these things. And, you know, like, Okay, let me first, before I join in on this, before I hop in on this activity, let me test it, right? Yeah. And what are we testing it against? You know, I think in the church especially, testing the spirits is um, if someone's coming to you and saying, hey, you know, I felt God. He's telling us we all need to move out to Wyoming and start this, you know, uh, yeah. uh, commune. Um, well, let's check that against like how God's spirit has always worked. Yes. You know, yeah. kind of, what did Jesus say? You know, he was operating by the spirit constantly. Right. You know, right. Um, we look to the, we look to the scriptures to inform that, right? Yeah. Because the scriptures are spirit led. Yeah. And it's God, re- the scriptures are God revealing to us what we need to know mm-hmm. about him and mm-hmm. how he has consistently operated in the world. And so, right. 
So yeah, there's plenty that the scriptures have said about who the Spirit is and that ultimately the Spirit's job is to bring us back to Jesus. So right. if some random person is saying, <laughs> I have this new insight from God that's not recorded anywhere in the scriptures and it actually is mm, going against some of the flow of the scriptures. Right. Well, then that's... You don't. Pa- you didn't pass the test. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've been tested and you failed. And this is, I mean, this is in part why it's so important for us to be, you know, to be kind of like engrossed in our knowledge of scripture right. you know and well right because because otherwise we'll be paul talks this way like uh-huh. tossed to and fro by the way by the like the, the waves and the, the wind of the of the world and, and the different doctrines of the world and just yeah. tossed back and forth like if you don't know mm. like if you don't know who it is that you believe in if you don't know who this jesus is if you don't know who this Holy Spirit is and, and bring you back to Jesus. Well, then you gotta, you know, search the scriptures for one, but also, I don't know, I would ask somebody that's mm. faithful uh, and and mature in the Christian faith to teach you and to walk with you and to... Help you discern and yeah. test the Spirit. Yeah, yeah. And so... <laughs> or learn to walk in the Spirit. And that's what I would say is that that, that testing of the Spirit is, is much better done kind of collectively right. than on your own when you're just on your own you're like oh, i don't know maybe it is a good idea i don't well i don't know so. that's so true yeah um i mean community and this is why god from the get-go put his people in a community right. you know in part is that we need each other yeah <laughs> i got a lot of bad ideas yeah. <laughs> that i might think are really like spirit ideas and then i you know bring them all and she's like no it's a bad <laughs> don't do that Kevin. um yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and again, this comes back to that you have one spirit. And mm-hmm. that's also why we need other people is, okay, I have my own spirit. And I mentioned this in the sermon, you know, like our, 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 our flesh is opposed to God's spirit, right? But that in that same sense, like some of our own thoughts might be opposed to God's thoughts, yeah. right? Some of these things that aren't, you know, manifest physically, <laughs> they're part of our spirit, might be in opposition to what God wants for us. Um, well, how am I going to, how do I discern? Yeah, between me, it's helpful to have someone else also shares God's spirit, yeah. this one spirit, uh, so we walk collectively uh, together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've alluded to it a few times as well, but kind of implicitly that, um, like, the spirit points to Jesus. Yeah. Right? That's, spirit's not about himself. Mm-hmm. He's about pointing to Jesus. And I just think that's helpful to recognize because there are some, you know, traditions out there that kind of make an experience with the spirit the thing you know mm-hmm. to be about that that's like really important to have mm-hmm. i gotta have this spirit moment you know and if i don't somehow my faith is invalidated or oh, i'm not yeah, yeah, like yeah. a real you know true yeah. christian or believer but like that's see this is a testing of the spirit yeah the spirit doesn't operate that way yeah. in scripture he's never concerned yeah. with giving someone an experience right you know even when he comes in pentecost right people might say that that seems pretty experiential yeah, yeah. but what do they do Tell people that Jesus <laughs> died and rose from the dead. Exactly. Yeah. That's the first thing they go out and do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and and that's even when, like, Paul, and I'm sure we'll get to this later on, when Paul's talking to the Corinthian church about spiritual gifts. Yeah. And, right? right. And that the spiritual gifts are for, not for division, but for the building up of the body of Christ. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so he even talks about, like, speaking in tongues. Like, there's no point in speaking in in tongues if there's nobody to interpret and, and have those have that thing be to tell people about the death and resurrection of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins so right um, 
anyway, so yeah, the Spirit brings us to mm. Jesus and, and unites us um, in Him, and so it's just it's it's really been interesting um, and and fun to watch the the ministry of Saints Peter and Paul kind of be be blown by the Spirit mm. uh, over over the last couple of years through this you know partnership with Antonagin, but uh, I think you even said this in the sermon, but even now with with our online kind of digital presence and including this this podcast you know right yeah i I think maybe (laughs) i had an idea like this a a while ago but this is sort of a pandemic induced podcast but um (laughs) but that's not that's not saying that it's it's going away we're we're finding this to be really uh, i don't want to use a big word efficacious or it it, it works well. <laughs> well, and even to say it's pa- you know pandemic induced, like that's kind of how we see it from like the events unfolding here. But but God is God is working. Yeah, and, right, right. Yeah, just networking us with mm. lots of different people, and you know we had this conversation before we uh, hit record even, but you know just sort of sensing kind of this movement of the spirit uniting us. As a as a church, um, like small C church, like Saint Peter and Paul, yeah. with other churches and and denominations, and you know, you even said like, is what is God? You know, is God at work like that in the world? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, smoothing out some of the rough edges that existed in the large C church, the, the, like the, the the collective church is there have been lots of different divisions like right. i mean i'm not saying that like denominations are are going away or should go away <laughs> even i'm just saying like maybe maybe some of those some of the rough edges or sharp sharp corners are yeah are being, our lack of interaction if, if nothing else yeah, right are like, being smoothed out and god is like interweaving some of these things for his greater purposes. for his greater purpose exactly. so that more can come to know uh, who Jesus Christ is. I mean, that's my that's my hope and prayer. Like, yeah. again, not like I not not to say that not to say that anybody's going to change their doctrine or that they they should as a denomination, but to really truly appreciate mm. uh, one another for who we are, yeah. uh, just as we do, just as we do, like in the the whole image of the body of Christ, like in the church. Like, yep. some people are good at speaking, and some people are good at teaching and some people are good at evangelizing and some people are good at caring and we need all of those things like right i I think i think some of that exists in the collective church as well with the different denominations who confess jesus christ as lord and savior like Mm -hmm. what if we see ourselves like that as you know parts of this larger body of christ meeting different kinds of people's needs in different ways but Mm-hmm. But ultimately, being guided by the Spirit to bring people to Jesus, I, I, yeah. I, I want to see that as a beautiful image of what's possible in the church here on earth. You know, and I think so often, you know, do like do we don't even have the opportunity to even think, you know, of these other churches. Like, do I even think about the other churches in my own town, right? Uh, or the fact that there's a that many more people. You know, we look at our own church and say, ah, you know, like it's kind of a weird season, and like. Uh, it's harder to to know where people are at, and like, or you know, you have a down week, and you're like, man, where is everybody? Yeah. Well, like, just recognizing. Well, let me remove myself from my one church building, yeah. and you see, there's all these church buildings, you know, uh, 
uh, praising Jesus, right? Worshiping Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it was cool, you know, you, you mentioned this, um, well, uh, the Barna, this Barna uh, collab that we've been doing, yeah. you know, like, I don't know that I ever would have found myself in a uh, Zoom call with, you know, this last week we were in a Zoom call. Well, say, say more. I don't, nobody even knows what you're talking about. Kevin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let me, just, just take it, take a step back. We backpedal here. So there's a Barna, a group. Um, who's kind of a, I don't know, big name in Christianity, I guess. Christian research organization. Yeah. Right. They put together a learning lab for uh, churches kind of across the globe, yeah. I suppose, maybe across the nation. I don't know. Probably, Probably most of the nation, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but basically to, to try and figure out what to do with online ministry. And uh, so we mentioned this in the sermon, you know, uh, towards the end uh, uh, that there was a survey that we were doing. But just to give you a bigger picture, it's, uh, yeah, this is something that's open to you know, if you're a Jesus follower, yeah. <laughs> regardless of your denomination, if if you're a pastor or if you're a lay leader or, you know, just involved in church, you care, you, you were interested, um, you know, come and do this learning lab. And so we sat on the very first session uh, the other week and uh, they had us do a little breakout sessions. Uh -huh. And in that, you know, you don't know who you're going to be matched up with. Yeah. All of a sudden you're in a room with some guy from Arkansas and somebody from Washington, D.C. Yeah. and Ohio and different denominations and but all with the hope and intention of, look, we wanna, we wanna follow God's lead on ah, this this online landscape. You know, this yeah. world that was really not touched by a lot of churches. Yeah. You know, before the pandemic, yeah. um, but now God is, he's kind of forcing us there. You yeah. know, and maybe that's where we needed to go. Yeah. I mean, young people, that's that is where they spend a lot of their time. Yeah. You know, they call them the digital natives. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, anyway, so, so we're partaking in this learning lab, uh, trying to think strategically about what we do at St. Peter and Paul hmm. with our online ministry and presence. And well, we, we want your help as well, right? Yeah, um, yeah so, um, so if, if you can, um, check out our, check out our uh, website or our social media. Um, maybe we'll even edit it into the end of this uh, podcast episode with a little clip. But Ooh. yeah, if you can uh, fill out fill out our survey and let us know uh, how you're doing and just some of your insights about uh, the future of ministry and kind of access to ministry resources that uh, don't exist just in person at one time in a physical gathering, but mm -hmm. can be. Uh, accessed in different ways in different parts of the the world at any time. That's those are some of the things that we're considering uh, creating and doing even more of Think, things like this podcast and even uh, other sorts of stuff too. So, um, lots more to be said about that. But for now, I guess we we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this conversation and just mm. kind of with the general encouragement as always, if there was something that you found insightful or intriguing or challenging, something that you could go and start a conversation with with somebody else. Did I say that? So some yeah. piece of information to, to go and start a conversation with, yes, with somebody else, then go and go and do that. We we want to model for you in this podcast how to have spiritual conversations. So take one thing and just start a conversation with somebody and see where the Spirit leads it, right? Mm, and trust that trust that the Spirit of the Living God will be at work when when you ask Him to be. So, and when the name of Jesus is is present, the Spirit of God is there. So, right. uh, Kevin, as always, it's good to sit uh, with you and God's blessings to you, bud. Hey, you too, brother. All right. <laughs>